<laughs> Vegas is so screwed. <laughs> so what does all this mean for the Ducks' future? We'll talk about that after the musical interlude. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Hump Day, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade, and I'm here to tell you that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, and all that jazz. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. That's where we're having a lot of fun on the LO underscore Ducks account because I wanted to wait to record this to till there was official word about what did take place. And as soon as I saw it, I was just laughing. I There's a lot of schadenfreude that comes with a team that you truly dislike. I mean, yes, you can hate the Kings all you want because they're the Crosstown rivals. You can hate the San Jose Sharks because they're in-state. But man, the way that Vegas just catapulted to the Stanley Cup and the way their fans are, the way the team is, I cannot help but laugh and laugh hysterically by what took place between the Vegas Golden Knights and Anaheim Ducks. It does suck for Anaheim, but it sucks way worse for the Vegas Golden Knights because, you know, as the content boys said, we don't talk about dead enough. It was my trading day. Yeah, I'm in a little bit of an Encanto mood right now, as you guys can plainly tell. I'm going to read this verbatim from NHLPR. Quote, The National Hockey League announced today that it is invalidated Monday's trade of player Evgeny Dadanov from Vegas to Anaheim. The trade could not be concluded because Dadanov's contract includes a limited no-trade clause which has not been complied with, end quote. Okay, so let's go back a little bit. The Ducks made a slew of trades about two days ago. Well, two to four days ago, right? Right. And they were getting a lot of draft picks, right? Right. So what was to happen with all of that? Well, um... The Ducks got a lot of draft picks. They were going to get Evgeny Dinanov. They were going to get rid of Ryan Kessler's contract on Moore's contract. You know, who knew where that was going to take place, right? And the way this all happened, first, the trade wasn't going to go through because it may or may not have been under the noon deadline. So there's that. Then there was word that, oh, this non-trading list, this might have something to do with this. This might invalidate this. Oh, that took place Monday night. And all day yesterday, we kept hearing rumors, it might be void, it might be void. Now it's getting juicy. And then we find out today that the trade has been invalidated. Oof. So there goes that. There goes that trade. The Ducks would have gotten a second round pick out of it as well, which would have been conditional. But now they don't get that. So, oh darn, the Ducks lose out on another second rounder, which would have been nice. And they lose out on 17 games of Dodanov, which would have been nice. But, I mean, 
If the Ducks are out of it anyway, then what good was having Zdenov on the team? If the Ducks are going to be rebuilding, they may as well be tanking, then what good would Zdenov have done with the team, right? Right. I mean, there's so much just herky-jerkiness. That's the best word I could come up with at the moment. But it, it was all weird. So, for the Ducks, and this is courtesy of Eric Stevens. And I like what he says here. This negates some of the fine... Oh, sorry, quote. This negates some of the fine handiwork Pat Verbeek pulled off in his first deadline as Anaheim's GM. Not only did he get cap challenged Vegas to take the contracts of Moore, who's injured, and Kessler, who's effectively retired, but he would have gotten back a useful forward that could have helped the Ducks next season and possibly become a valuable trade chip at the 2023 deadline, end quote. So a couple things here. Yes, he could have helped out next season, and imagine him being an expiring free agent and having an expiring contract for next season's deadline. And I'm sure he possibly could have had a resurrecting season. Maybe he has a good contract year. And then he gets traded off. So that would have been a good thing for the Ducks, right? The loss of one more... Sorry, quote. The loss of one more second round pick will sting. But Dodanov's 5 million buck cap hit minus Moore's 2.75 million hit can be applied elsewhere if he so wishes. And it avoids the awkwardness of having a player that didn't want to come to Anaheim in the first place. I get that the Ducks haven't been home to many Russian players for nearly a couple decades. But apparently the idea of playing on Zegris's wing and racking up points in Sunny SoCal wasn't all that appealing. End quote. Yeah, w- what's up with that? Why is he not wanting to come to California? Well, there's a little bit more to that. Because it has been reported that apparently Dodanov wasn't all too keen with all the taxes that comes with playing in California. Yes, California does have quite a bit of income taxes, and, you know, it's not low, but that I, I guess that's a big reason why he didn't want to come to the Kings or the Ducks or the Sharks. Those were his teams that he didn't want to go to, so that was also part of it as well. Maybe just the idea of going to a team that's rebuilding right now and knowing that the team is not going to make the playoffs this season and most likely next season, maybe that was not appealing to him either. Maybe he wanted to go to an actual contender. Why am I saying an actual contender? Because as of this recording, the Vegas Golden Knights are out of a playoff spot. Let me repeat that for those of you in the back. The Vegas Golden Knights are not... In a playoff spot, the two wild cards currently are the Nashville Predators and the Dallas Stars. Ahead of them, technically by percentage points, is the Winnipeg Jets. Vegas is behind them. Ooh, Vegas has never missed the playoffs in their young history in the NHL. So you can bet that most of the rest of the league is laughing their butts off right now. I certainly am. I mean, this is excellent shot in Freud, considering that the Vegas Golden Knights made it to the cup final their first season. They went to the conference final. They lost in hilarious fashion to the San Jose Sharks, lost in the conference final again. Oh, who was that to? Oh, that was to the Montreal Canadiens, who were embarrassing everybody. They embarrassed Vegas. They really embarrassed the Maple Leafs last season. Ooh, boy. Yeah. So now, where does this leave Vegas. 
I talked about where it leaves the Ducks. But where does this really leave Vegas? I mean, I'll talk about that later on in the second part of this program. And a little bit more about how this impacts the Ducks. Yes, they lose out on a on a draft pick. And Pat Verbeek has done a good job with this trade deadline. I mean, they still got a bunch of picks. They still got six picks. They got a first rounder this year, a second rounder this year. They got two second rounders next season. They got a third rounder next season. And they got a second rounder in 2024. So he's he's done a good job. He still accumulated plenty of picks. And I would I would say Pat Verbeek did a pretty good job on this trade deadline. And this whole kerfuffle is not the Ducks' fault. It's mostly Vegas and Ottawa. It's mostly their faults. Let's be honest here. But the Ducks losing out on that pick, I feel like there should be some kind of compensation here, but apparently not. The Ducks just lose out on this pick, but there there really should be some kind of compensation for this. I guess the compensation comes with how this affects Vegas and how bad they're going to be hurting this season. We'll talk about that after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about a new sponsorship that I actually really like and I'm excited about. And this is HelloFresh. This is a product that I've used. I've talked about how I tend to eat pretty healthy. I tend to run a lot. I tend to exercise. I've run marathons. I ran I ran a virtual marathon last year. I Actually, two of them. And you know what? HelloFresh gives you all the farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients right to your doorstep and they are super super healthy for you. That is right. HelloFresh HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with 6 recipes per week to choose from, including low calorie and carb conscious options. If you want something that is low calorie but carb conscious, if you want something that'll help you get those extra miles, then HelloFresh is definitely for you. They offer 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including veggie, fit and wholesome, family-friendly, and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety that is extremely healthy for you. And as someone that is on the go a lot of times, it saves me time the recipes, there's some pretty good recipes in there. Especially the beef tenderloin and cheese fondue one. That one, chef's kiss. So, go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Once again, that is HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and the, and the code is LockedOn16 to get 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Once again, that is HelloFresh. Coming up after the first intermission, we're going to talk about how screwed over Vegas is. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with JD Hernandez. And say hi to Daisy, folks. She's just sitting here resting, enjoying hearing my laughing 
she's enjoying the schadenfreude too. I think most Ducks fans are enjoying the fact that Vegas could not get this trade through to the Ducks. And as I mentioned in the first part, I mentioned why it was kind of crappy for the Ducks, but it's even way more crappy for Vegas. And I know this is locked on Anaheim Ducks, but I have to talk about the other side of this. I just have to. This is the Dunk on Vegas segment of the podcast. And you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to do it right now. So Vegas trying to circumnavigate this flat salary cap that the league has right now at $81.5 million. They were trying to maneuver their way around having the best possible lineup while at the same time being under the salary cap. And then it got voided. So let's go back to earlier this season when the Vegas Golden Knights made the move to trade for Jack Eichel and his massive contract. And it is a big, big, big contract. If you're Vegas, you're thinking, okay, like they're going to make this deal. They're going to shed some space or make some kind of moves. And surely no one's going to help them, right? Apparently not. Jack Eichel making a whopping $10 million for the next five seasons. Then you have Wild Bill making almost $6 million for the next few seasons. Then Jonathan Marcheseau. Then Alex Petrangelo. Then Shea Theodore. All those guys making above $5 million. Oh, and of course there's Evgeny Dodonov, who's making $5 million. It's a lot of money on a few guys. Oh, and you also have some guys like Max Pacioretty, Robin Leonard, Riley Smith, Mark Stones on LTIR, Alec Martinez is also on LTIR. That poses a bit of a problem for the Golden Knights because now they find themselves in this really crappy position because this was meant to be a salary dump for the Vegas Golden Knights. And they have a lot of money on LTIR between Mark Stone and Alec Martinez. Mark Stone making 9.5, Alec Martinez making five and a quarter. So between the two of them, that is 14.7 million dollars as far as LTIR space is concerned. So that's a lot of money. And they needed additional space to activate either of those players if they are cleared to play this regular season. So it would have shed a lot of money from their books. It would have. So the Ducks missed out. But Vegas misses out more because they're going to have a super hard time activating Mark Stone or Alec Martinez from long-term injured reserve. And thanks to Cap Friendly for doing this. Thanks to all the uh, Twitter accounts that have pointed out that the Vegas Golden Knights, they need a certain amount of money to get space. They need $9.1 million in space for Mark Stone. They need $4.8 million in space to activate Alec Martinez. So they still need space. And they have ways to do that, but no way is good for Vegas. They could still trade Dadunov in a post-trade deadline deal. But as has been pointed out by Cap Friendly, among other Twitter accounts, if he gets traded past the deadline then he would not be able to play either in the postseason or in the regular season. So basically, he wouldn't be able to play for the rest of the way. So essentially, a team is paying him to not play, and they're helping out Vegas. I don't think any teams in the West want to particularly do that. And 
there'd better be something along with taking that cap space, like another pick. I mean, the only way the Ducks even think about doing this is if they say, no, you know what? If you're going to give us Dadanov, then we also want a first-round pick, and we also want Shea Theodore back. I say this joking, partially jokingly, but it would take something big for Vegas to try to clear some kind of cap space on a post-deadline deal. And Vegas right now has zero leverage. None. The rest of the league knows how much trouble they're in. And you know Vegas is going to try anything to shed the space and try to get a spot in the playoffs. They're going to try. They really are. Another option, they could just wave enough guys to clear the cap space. But, you know, here's the thing. That requires a big contract being claimed. You think anyone's actually going to claim one of those ginormous contracts? I mean, there are some behemoth contracts out there, especially one Evgeny Dadanov. Who is going to take on that $5 million off of waivers cap hit? There's maybe a couple teams that would possibly do it. But again, who wants to help out Vegas right now? Who wants to do it? They're just not going to claim him off of waivers. You you would think, right? Maybe. Then there's also this. The other option is to just move the cap hit to LTIR to make room for either Mark Stone or Alec Martinez. And they've got a lot of LTIR candidates. Actually, here's what GM Kelly McCrinnan said. Kelly McCrimmon said, quote, We've got a lot of LTIR candidates, not just the players that are on LTIR currently. End quote. So that means that there's guys on injured reserve right now that might be able to go on LTIR. Might. And according to Cap Friendly, here are the players currently on injured reserve. You have Braden McNabb, Riley Smith, Robin Leonard, and Max Pacioretty. All of those guys have big contracts. So if one of those guys is possibly out for the rest of the season, then they could go ahead and put them on long-term injured reserve and bring back someone like an Alec Martinez and then possibly wave someone else to get Mark Stone back. So there's still a little bit they could do, but that is if one of those big guys just cannot play. So I have a feeling we're going to see some guys waived. Whether they get picked up or not is a completely different story altogether. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. But first, let's talk about everybody's favorite protein bar, Built Bar. That is right, Built Bar comes in 18 terrific flavors covered in 100% real dark chocolate. Not only do they taste good, but they are healthy for you. On average, they're only about 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and up to 17 grams of delicious protein. Mm, It is delicious, and especially especially their Built Puffs, by the way. I still love the all-impressive churro puff flavor. And as someone that likes being kind of a health nut, I, I like these. These are my favorite protein bars of all time. So if you want to try them for yourself, then head over to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. We'll be back after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with JD Hernandez on this hump day. That's right, it is Wednesday. Programming note tomorrow is Goals Thursday, and we are going to have a lot to talk about, including the debut of Drew Hellison with the San Diego Goals. They played four games over the past week. There have been some good ones as the Goals continue their march towards the Calder Cup playoffs. And hopefully, hopefully they get in as a six or seven seed because it could be it could be fun. But I don't want them to be just a one and done. I want to see them go at least a couple of rounds because I think it'll be fun to see the goals at least try to get more than two or three playoff games this postseason. All right, so I'm going to kind of segue a little bit because I talked about Vegas. And because I talked about Vegas's salary cap issues, I wanted to segue and talk about the Ducks' salary cap issues or lack thereof because they're barely hitting the salary cap floor right now. And there's going to be a whole bunch of UFAs. For next season, there's not many guys under contract. In fact, here's the list of guys that are getting paid over $2 million next season that are on the books. Adam Henrique, 5.8. Max Comtois, just over 2. Cam Fowler, 6.5. Kevin Shattenkirk, 3.9. John Gibson, 6.4. Jakob Silverberg, 5.25. That's it. That's the list. That is all that they are paying those guys next season. Oh, yeah, and there's also that $2 million that we're paying Corey Perry next year for the last time. Yay. Assuming that Corey Perry still plays, of course, which I'm assuming he's going to. But that's it. Only six guys that are making over $2 million for next season. So they're going to have a ton of cap space. For next season. And between those six guys, that's not a lot of money. So I'm excited to see what Pat Verbeek does this offseason. I'm excited to see what he does in this draft. So basically, my short way of saying, you know, have faith. The rebuild is on. Let's see what the Ducks do in free agency. Let's see what they do in the draft with all that money to spend, something close to like $30, $40 million. And I don't even think they're going to spend all of that. There's going to be some key guys out there. So I'm I'm actually going to write this down. I'm going to write it down. That way I do not forget. All right, you ready? I'm writing this down. Free agents for 2022. I do want to talk about that in length. And I think I will talk about that for the Friday show because I actually want to prepare my list a little bit and get a whole list of free agents that the Ducks could possibly pick up in this upcoming offseason. And I know there's going to be a game to talk about the game tonight, but I do want to save a little bit and actually get this ball rolling and talk about it at some point. So that will be on Friday's show. Free agents for this coming offseason. Tomorrow will obviously be goals Thursday, and we'll go from there. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that are UFAs, including guys that just got traded from the Ducks. They could always come back. It could be like a Derek Grant type of thing. But let's see who the Ducks go after. Let's just see and have faith. All right, uh, we're going to end the show kind of short and end it on that note. But I do want to thank you all once again for your continued support. You guys are all amazing. 
And today is National Puppy Day. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my puppy who's literally sitting right behind me staring at me as I'm talking. Now that I'm looking at her, she thinks I'm talking to her and I'm not. But she's looking at me as if I am. Uh, she's She loves sports. Even though she hasn't been to hockey games, she's a big, big baseball fan. I've taken her to several ballparks, including Lake Elsinore. Uh, my buddy works down there with the storm. I've taken her, to, taken her to the booth. And also, she's been to San Diego, part of the dog days of summer. So for those of you that are San Diego Goals fans, I've taken her to Petco Park. She loves it down there. I'd love to take her down there just one more time at, you know, where the dogs sit. I think she'd have a blast. All right. Um, that's going to do it. Thank you very much for listening. Please don't forget that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, a plethora of others, a plethora of ways to get your daily podcasts. I'm on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me, by the way. My email address is LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And hey, please don't forget to make Locked On NHL your second listen of the day. Today is Western Conference Wednesdays, and I know for a fact they had a little bit to talk about as far as this Vegas kerfuffle as well. So if you want to laugh more at the Vegas Golden Knights, feel free to check out Locked on NHL today. That's Western Conference Wednesdays. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Enjoy Ducks hockey tonight. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.